bum, bum. Let's get this episode done. Welcome back to the channel. Like always, my name is Jose Naharo and I am a self-taught investor looking for new investments to grow my long-term portfolio through fundamental analysis. I am very excited about today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about AffPoint. Yesterday, I did more of a fundamental analysis on AffPoint where it's probably a 20-minute video where I go about everything from their customers, the products they hit, and the type of company AffPoint is. On today's episode, I got a lot of questions yesterday on that. First question is, what kind of tier position is there in my portfolio? For those that are new to my channel, I have three tiered levels in my portfolio. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. So I'm going to explain what tier half point would be in my portfolio. The second thing I kept getting asked is, what is a great entry price that I'm going to start in? What is going to be my price point? So those two topics are ones I'm going to talk about today. But before we start, let's make sure to smash that like button. It helps so much with the YouTube algorithm, and it truly, truly means a lot to me. Like always, on the description and the pinned comment, you should see a link to my Discord channel, which is free to anybody that wants to join. I post every time I buy. I post every time I sell. I have over a 1,000 members in there, and we have a great community going on. Also, you should see a link to Weeble. If you sign up there and deposit $100, we both get a free stock. I think they might be doing a special right now where we get two or three stocks if you signed up today. Also, guys, make sure to check out my second channel, Jose Naharo Entrepreneur, where I pretty much talk about other ways to make money or other ways to become successful outside the stock market. And if you want to continue to support the channel, make sure to check out the merch, Self-Taught Investor. I'm pretty sure most of us here are self-taught, and this is the perfect, perfect merch for you. All right, so let's start off with my tier list. For example, so like I mentioned earlier, I have three tiers in my portfolio. I have a tier one stocks, I have tier two stocks, and tier three stocks. Tier one stocks are my favorite stocks in my portfolio and usually have the biggest position size um, per, per holdings in my portfolio. Then they go down from tier two to tier three. First, let me say this. Even though tier three might be the worst, I still consider it a strong company, right? All of these are strong companies. I'm not going to buy companies that I don't believe are going to beat the overall market, that I don't believe are a great fundamental, are in a great fundamental place right now. There, so here, I'm going to show the differences. And I feel like this is the major thing. I, I get a lot of people where I ask me, tier three stocks, why are you investing in tier three stocks if tier three is the worst? No, this is still better than the overall market in my eyes. So they still have great potential. The only thing is maybe the future I see of them are I don't have the full understanding as of yet right now, or the market just doesn't excite me, but I still want to hold them because they're going to do better than the overall market, in my opinion. So first I have the three tiers and here I have, I kind of ranked them. So I have one would be the best, two would be strong and three would be okay. And the reason I'm doing this is because later on we're going to do this for, for point APXT um, right now and see where I would consider it. So first, the first list, high growth or disruptive market. I wanted to see high revenue growth or if sometimes you might not see that high revenue growth because it's in a disruptive market that is going to start grabbing that revenue, right? So that needs to be number one, the best strong balance sheet it needs to have a strong balance sheet great cash 
compared to debt if it's not profitable and if it is profitable it should it's okay for it to have some form of debt with it so strong balance sheet needs to be the best all around in all tier one tier two tier three strong cash flow and earnings strong cash flow and earnings doesn't mean that it needs to be profitable right now but i need to see improvement it needs to be profitable or cash flow from operations positive in the next two to three years so again that needs to be tier uh, that needs to be one across the board so this is and the other similar is do i believe it will beat the market in form of returns the answer for all three is yes these are where i end up differentiating differentiating where they're gonna go in my portfolio or how much holdings the first one is my understanding of the market one being best two being strong and three being okay so you can see even three means okay that i understand the market and i'm able to talk about it for example you will never see me have in my portfolio a single biomedical or biopharma or pharmaceutical company because no matter what uh, how much studying i do i don't believe i would understand that market so that probably be like a level 10 right so for me even a three means okay it means i understand the market and i'm able to talk about it so you can see my tier two would have a two there my tier three would have a three there my understanding on the product now am i able to talk about the product do i understand the solution they're doing how well do i know it do i know it the best can i talk about it for like 15 minutes straight do i know about it strong can i talk about it for about 10 minutes or do i know okay enough about the product that i can talk about it for five minutes right so again i still have understanding of the product and then the final thing is my overall excitement on the market and the product am i super am i super excited to own this company based on the markets they're hitting and based on the products that they have so those are the major differentials between my tier levels again we saw they're all fundamentally strong in my opinion and they all will beat the market in my opinion in the long term of things so now let's take a look at apxt half point which i believe will be ticker abt uh i i forget i know i mentioned it in the previous episode but right now it is apxt so the first thing we're going to take a look at does it have high growth or is it in the disruptive market so here if we take a look at the slideshow that i showed yesterday is for this year it's expected to grow its revenue 25 percent annually on average this year and for the next two up to 2022 between 2019 and 2022 the compound annual growth rate is about 30 percent so this is a high growth company the second thing we see is for this year of 2020 they are seeing profitable earnings before interest and taxes margins so they also have a strong form of either cash flow or earnings right now so obviously the first thing is i'm going to give a number one on high growth we're seeing strong growth and we're also seeing strong cash flow we're seeing an improvement on their tier earnings next i want to take a look does it have a strong balance sheet again in this slideshow that um we took a look at we saw that hey this company has enterprise value of 1.7 billion so what is enterprise value that is the total market cap plus any long any debt minus any long-term any cash they have right now so here they give you the equity value minus net cash we can see one thing from here that they are not adding any debt so that means this company right now does not have any debt based on these numbers right here and they have an outflow of cash right now which means this company has enough cash to pretty much pay off 
to pretty much be able to survive as it continues to grow. So two, so now we see that yes, it has a strong balance sheet. So we're gonna have, give it a one point there. So right now we can see it meets all my fundamental criteria, where it has it's in the high growth market, it has strong balance sheet, and it has a strong cash flow or or positive earnings. Next, my understanding of the market. What is the market expansion? How is it expanding to grow? Right now, the overall market is trying to grow. It's, it's pretty much trying to grab users from that Microsoft 365 um, user base, right? So right now, they own about 3% of that user base. They're trying to grow it about 10%. The reason they're trying to do this is because they pretty much create this bridge between the overall what microsoft cloud offers and what the enterprise world requires they create that bridge so for them the main market they're trying to hit is that office tools those microsoft 365 tools to be able to create that bridge to show what the enterprise requires so i do understand the market they're hitting it's not my best understanding of the market so i'm going to give it a two there next my understanding of the product I, what do I understand about the products? They hit three major products. They hit the transformation, the governance, and the compliances. My favorite here is the compliances. Here they have to, for example, they're working with a lot of security things. They're they're making sure that things are going well with audits. Um, they're they're being handled correctly in form of security and protections in the form of classification of that data, the management of data. So this is for this is stuff I see in my everyday life at work. So I understand the compliance and the governance place. Um, the transformation is pretty much moving the cloud. Um, is pretty much migrating its data to cloud. I'm not too too familiar with the transformation. I do want to say with the compliances and the governance, I am very understanding of these solutions. So here, for my understanding of the products, I would give it between a two or a three. My excitement on the market and the product. Again, I'm, uh, it, it's it's in a SaaS-based company. I love that reoccurring revenue. I love that revenue that keeps coming in, and it's a revenue they don't have to work for anymore. I'm also liking how they are working with Microsoft right now. They're one of the biggest partners. They're one of the biggest makers. They, I think, they are the biggest research development they uh, on office 365 outside of microsoft so they do have this strong collaboration at the end of the day i'm not not superly excited about the market or the product itself so i'm gonna give it somewhere between a two or a three so right now we can see apxt or Point, whatever i forget the new ticker is gonna be is not going to be a tier one stock for me. That is not the thing. Uh, I don't think even if I continue to understand more about the product or understand more about the market, I don't think I will ever be as excited as I am about esports, as I am about gaming, as I am about the e-commerce site or, or the fintech market, regardless of how much more I understand that market or product. So the final thing is, do I believe it will be the market? To me right now, the company officially merged at the $10, at the merger price of $10, will give the company a valuation of $2 billion. For me right now, based on this future revenue growth, the type of revenue growth they're seeing on 2022, estimated revenue of $257 billion, I would give, I would buy anything below a $3.2 billion valuation. With the $3.2 billion valuation, I believe in the long term of things, I will have enough enough leeway to pretty much do better than the overall market. 
I think the higher I go above 3.2 billion dollars the more I expect to beat the market a little bit less and less and less this doesn't mean my sell point is about 3.2 billion dollars that 3.2 billion dollars is about 16 dollars in the stock price right now this just means that for me to enter a position normally when i buy a a company i'm looking for long-term positions for the next five six seven eight nine ten years from now and that's about 16 dollars for a long-term position a great entry price for me it would be anything below 16 dollars then after that it would be more of dollar cost averaging if i want to increase my overall position size i would dollar cost average and buy a little bit here every other week maybe every other month maybe every other dip i will buy into this company so this is my current plan right now anything below 3.2 billion dollars anything below 16 dollars would be something for me as a long-term position where i believe in the next three to five years i would be better results than the overall market again anything higher than that doesn't mean it won't be but i just believe my risk is a little bit higher there one thing i do want to say is this is a spac company we see a lot of hype with spac companies so sometimes uh i, I want to make sure it's not overly overly extended uh so because we do see a pullback after most of this hype is done so i do want to say this is going to be a very volatile stock in the upcoming months in the upcoming weeks we might see a huge pull up and then after that we might see a huge pull down after that huge hype goes down but to me i mean we've seen it with most of these spac companies lately all of them have gone up high for me make a plan have a plan and understand your plan if it over if monday comes and it might go up to maybe even higher might open up higher than 16 i might open up with the smaller maybe a quarter position size maybe a one-fifth a position size just to have some skin in the game and keep track of it but i will not go any bigger at over 16 dollars uh, uh price right now so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode like always make sure to hit the thumbs up make sure to let me know in the comments what are your thoughts what are what is your entry position what are you happy buying it and why what do you believe this company will be worth remember they're only expecting about 257 million dollars in total revenue of 2022 so make sure to be reasonable with that valuation you give and take care guys again have a good night and see you next time